And you are listening to The Breakfast Show this morning. It is 8.04am. The sun would be streaming through the window if there wasn't a curtain covering it. But despite <laughs> that, we are still nice and warm and blessed here in Curry Curry, Australia. Well, Curry Curry, New South Wales, Australia. And we have many things to tell you right now. But the first of which is our next quiz. Whose son took bribes and perverted justice while being judges in Bathsheba? Oh, this this story is so awful. Like, well, it's it's a uh, it's it's an interesting one. If you know the answer, I don't want to give away, I don't want to give away anything. I just <laughs> you, I'll you've slipped a this. little bit this week. Yeah, like, just give them too many clues. Too I many think. clues. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm just too. You know, it's it's one of my worst character traits. Just being too generous. <laughs> it's really do. zero four nine one zero six four. You really do want to give six, this board six, game. Nine away. is the number two text. If you know the answer to that one, do you want to read that question again for us? Mm, whose sons took bribes? And perverted justice while being judges in Beersheba. Yeah, it's interesting that actually a phrase comes out of this story, like a famous phrase that was used in Israel from Dan to Beersheba, which is like, <laughs> I believe it's Dan is at the very top and Beersheba is at the very bottom or vice versa. And it would be like, it was a phrase to say everywhere in Israel. It's like, from Dan to Beersheba, you know, David <laughs> was this. Or from Dan to Beersheba, you know, Solomon established his da 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 da. And it's like when someone, had a you know a hold or, or control of a particular area they would say this and in fact the answer of this of this quiz question it says that before he came along there the word of the lord was scarcely known mm-hmm. but after mm-hmm. he came along people knew the word of the people lord from the dan to beersheba so yeah. if you know the answer to this one 0491064669 that was very difficult for me to say without giving away the uh, the answer there <laughs> so hey again that number 0491064669 of course the prize the days of daniel we're giving it to you absolutely for free this morning we're giving you this prize if you win the draw. If you win the draw. So you just get If you win the draw, which will be shortly too. Correctly. Mm. You are listening to the breakfast show this morning and we've already got correct answers coming in. Oh, Fantastic stuff. You, we are you're listening to the breakfast show this morning and we are going to get into a Bible study in the book of Ephesians, which we have been continually going through. We've been combing our way through this passage this week towards the end of of the book of Samuel, well, uh, sorry, the book of Ephesians chapter 1. And if we can get Ephesians chapter 1, and again, we're going to go over this passage a little bit again and then pull some more out of it. So starting in verse 15 and reading from verse, reading to verse 23. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you making mention of you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Mm. Verse 18, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, Mm -hmm. that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. That that whole inheritance thing, which Mm. we covered that, but I love that again Mm. when it keeps coming up. Mm. Because I see it so much, hey, about how parents adopt children Mm. 
And so it's a two-way thing like we know here, like when we covered the other day, that we are God's inheritance mm. as well as the fact that we gain the inheritance through mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens when, when children are, are adopted, aren't they? They gain the inheritance yeah, of the family. Of course. Uh, uh, inheritance, like I think, of, I think of a will and testament. I think mm-hmm. of, you know, when, when someone dies and they're, they're distributing their See? stuff, their inheritance. You know, I have a... I have a uh, a personal friend is actually one of my sister's best friends. Uh, their grandmother passed away, and you know the like. Their grandmother was, you know, not a super rich mega millionaire or anything, but had retired well off and whatnot. And she passed away, and all of a sudden, my sister's friends, you know, in her bank account, bam, like two three hundred thousand dollars. Wow. It's just like, hey, you know, this is this is the inheritance. This is what's mm-hmm. received. And then there's often squabbles. There's often mm-hmm. difficulties over that, and and there's fights among the family. And I know that. That was something that was a little bit touchy in my dad's family when my grandfather passed away. You know, just just some touchiness around the will and who received what, and and it's 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 sad to see you know that those squabbles and that kind of thing. Mm. But I think the beautiful thing about the inheritance that Christ is giving us is that <laughs> often we we are rejecting this inheritance, we are rejecting this amazing mm-hmm. gift of great price that is coming directly from Him uh, when He wants to give it to us and. And everyone else for free. You know, uh, well, that's it. Absolutely. Well, I mean, well, he wants us to respond. Yes. Right. But the gift is free because of his death on the cross and his grace. That's right. You know, that's, that's right. the beautiful thing. And yes. so, um, yeah, it's a two. It's got to be a two way thing. Yeah. Because he loves us anyway. Yeah. For who we are. Isn't that amazing? The cost of receiving salvation is pain, death, and sin, and suffering, and a worse life. Mm. The, 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 the cost. It's like, oh, what am I going to lose if I receive salvation and have a relationship with Jesus? Oh, pain, death, suffering. Now, that's not to say that you won't go through pain here on this world. You know, We just talked about mm. that story coming from Pakistan with the lady there who was you know, beaten up by her co-workers and accused of blasphemy, which carries the death penalty in Pakistan. It's like, wow, that sounds quite painful and quite difficult, but then you read her statement about it yeah. where she's like, I am just, you know, at, well, she says, as it was taking place, I was praying that the Lord Jesus would protect me and would save me. And I thank God that his mighty angels looked after me. And as a result, you know, I'm living today with with this testimony that I can glorify God with, mm-hmm. that he saved me from such a drastic situation. And now, like, that is powerful. Isn't it powerful? That and, is and, powerful. And she gets that power and strength from God. Mm-hmm. Which is what we talked about yesterday yeah. and the day before about the power of God, mm. the power of the the resurrection power that is, um, that we see through through God. The power is given to us to have mm. that power. You know, can Absolutely. I can I read a verse because I just think that this really talks about the incredible love of God. Absolutely. As we come back to it, but Romans eight thirty eight and thirty nine, some Oof. of my favorite verses. From I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels nor principalities, nor Classic. powers, nor things present, nor things to come nor height, nor depth, nor any other great created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So mm. he loves us. He just wants us to respond and choose yeah. that and that, have that inheritance. Absolutely. And if you rewind the tape a little bit there back to verse 32, it's like, okay, nothing can uh, keep us from this inheritance. But then verse 32, you know, where, where it says, you know, 
if he was not even willing to spare that's his it. own son. So it's that's like it. we have a ch- it's like okay, Jesus died for me. That's amazing. That's incredible. That's awesome. If he was not even willing to spare his own son, how will he not freely give with him all things? Yeah. It's like if he, if his own son wasn't even off limits of what he's willing to give to you, you yeah. know, for your salvation, for the for your well-being, for the betterment of your life, how could not all things Go along with that. Mm. Oh, mm. I love it so it much. Beautiful? And and again, at the end of the day, it, it is all contributing to our salvation, our experience with Jesus. You know, everything that God would want to give us, whether it is lots of money or little money, whether it is lots of, you know, whether, whether it is a, a position of status or no status, whatever it may be, it is to contribute to our salvation. Actually, I wrote an essay. Uh, it was it was a case study essay on the book of Romans, particularly verse twenty eight, which mm-hmm. is the famous verse. You know, all things work together for good mm-hmm. uh, for, those for those who, who love, the love, love the love the Lord and who are called according to His purpose. And the case study was that a guy had been fired from his job, and then he read this verse and he said, you know, all things work together for good. So then he was like, okay, well, this must be God working everything together for good. So what I'm going to do is I'm not going to take another position until it offers me more money than my previous position because that's how I can see the evidence of God working to all things together for good. And, uh, and you know, the, the case study continues on and it, and it says that he was out of employment for two years because he was like, I'm not taking a job unless it give, pays me more money because then I'll see the evidence of God working all things. He's not seeing anything things. that God was sending his way as yeah. evidence of God. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah. Like, his way. He turned down multiple <laughs> positions, you know, because it was like they were paying either less or the same amount as his previous job. He's like, nah, I don't want any of those. And 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 then you know it caused more turmoil and difficulties. He's a married man, all these kinds of things. And, and we're reading this case study, and and it was it was interesting to kind of break that down. And and for me in my case study to look at the mentality that would lead someone to that point, where like, oh yeah, all things working together for good is is God making me more rich when I've lost my Real job. Exaggeration, you know, right? <laughs> he'll subvert you know the 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 outcome of me losing my job to get me more money. And it's like, is that really? God's goal. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. And, well, ultimately, the point that I made in my response to the case study and in my observations was the, the assumption there was some level of positive progression in regards to his bank account. But when you read the rest of the passage of Romans 8, and particularly the verses before and the verses after, and it talks about the sufferings he received, mm-hmm. you know, that we receive in this present time and whatnot, it's Paul is ultimately making the case that all things that could come up on you, sufferings, tribulations, trials, whatever it may be, um, it will all work together for good to enable you to be saved. Mm-hmm. Like this is God's goal at the end of the day. I I don't know, I, maybe I've talked about this on The Breakfast Show before, but it's something that I've thought about and considered a number of times. And it's something that I like to talk about because I see an attitude amongst Christians that I'm not particularly fond of. And maybe you've heard of this, uh, Danuta, where Christians, are, they say something along the lines of essentially... Hey, you know, um, 
like we, when we are following Jesus, we, you know, live up to his morals and his standards and we do right by people and we love people because of him. I'm like, amen. Um, and yeah, you know, like heaven is just like something that we get that's like a little bit extra. Um, and, but it shouldn't be about heaven. You know what? We're not here just doing this so that we can get into heaven, but, but rather, you know, we're doing the right thing so that like, uh, you know, because it's the right thing to do, but you know, heaven isn't the goal and, and oh, it's just something, something bonus. And, and I hear something like that and I'm like, okay, I can see the sentiment of what mm-hmm. you're saying and I can mm-hmm. s- and and it comes off initially when you hear it. it's like oh yeah fair enough you know we're doing this cuz it's the right thing but Heaven is the goal. Heaven is the goal. Like, don't you want to spend eternity with the one that died for you and gave you life? Takes us from death to life. Do you know what I mean? Like, we have, we, we can experience by, by, when we accept Jesus into our lives, the beautiful thing is we experience through Jesus, mm. the kingdom of heaven here yes. on this earth. Yes, yes. But that's only a taste of it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I mean, you're musical, you know, right? And I love music as well. Yeah. I love music. Yeah. And when you hear a heavenly cho- a choir singing or a great orchestra, yeah. and you go, I kind of go, I mean, there's so many other examples I could give, but when you think that's a taste of heaven, what's mm. it going to be? What's singing going to be that's like right. in heaven? What's it going to be like being at Jesus' feet? For eternity, like with him, like yeah. just having no death in heaven and yeah. all of those sort of things. Like, don't you want to have that as your goal? And it's not, and, and I can see why some Christians may say some of what you've just said because yeah. they might think, well, if I, if I do it that way, then it's like a works based salvation. No, yeah. our works are a response and our obedience to God is a response because of his love, because we are saved, not mm. to be saved. Absolutely. And again, you know, and it's, and I'm, you know, I'm going to say this. I know that there have, you know, there are potentially some of these guys listening to our show, but it's something that I see, say, in the, in the church of like the Jehovah's Witnesses, right? And it's something that they, and, I, and I'm not a Jehovah's Witness. I've never been a Jehovah's Witness. But from what I understand, there is this level to be obtained of a certain amount of, of hours. You know, I think Jehovah's Witnesses are very famous for going door to door and whatnot. Um, and within their system of belief and of, of worship and practice, it's like, okay, you need to, to, to be able to experience heaven or to be a part of the 144,000. You need to live up to a certain standard of, oh, you know, doing this many hours a week of, of, of ministry and door knocking or whatever it may be so that you can be a part of that group. And many of well, their perspective also of heaven is that, you know, for the millennium period, there's 144,000 people who go to heaven and everyone else just waits on earth until Jesus comes back. And then we're all in the new earth together. And it's a special set of people who get to go to heaven for a 1000 year period. Maybe you're listening this morning. Maybe this is lost and you're like, wow, I've never heard of that before. That's fine. But the, the point is, is that it ultimately leads people down a path of, oh, yes, we are just working to obtain this goal of heaven and heaven is an end in and of itself. But it's a, what, we're, what we're trying to communicate this morning is it's a, it's a holistic thing. It's a holistic. It's, so a part, it's a whole thing. So yeah. just even like, you know, with, with Christ sitting on the right hand of, uh, of the Father, you know, on the throne in heaven where we, say, where we read um, that, in verse 20, mm. um, which he worked in Christ, so going back to Ephesians 1, verse sure. 20, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places. So that's what I'm referring to him, seated at the right hand in the heavenly places. Mm. We see Christ's role as being dynamic. It's not a static kind yeah, of role. That's right. And so the same applies here for us, is mm. that experience with Jesus is not a static experience. Mm. It's got to be a continuum 
right through to heaven. That's right. And I think that thwarts a lot of the conversation from outside of the church in regards to Christians or, or an understanding of salvation that I've heard before. And it's like, oh, so I just confess Jesus on my deathbed and then I'm in, you know, and it's like, and it's, yes, that, that you can do that. And that's fantastic. But the reality is that we get to have an experience of Jesus today. And mm. I, as you said, it's, you experience the kingdom of heaven today. And as we were talking about earlier, it's like, oh, what do we give up, you know, for mm. following Jesus today? Oh, a worse, less content, less happy life. Like that, that, that is the thing that we are giving up. Now, yes, there will be pain. There'll be struggles. There'll be difficulties that come with a life following Jesus. But, also comes peace and contentment and hope. And through and, the power and strength of Christ, yeah. you are able to, to, to do so much more and have that joyful life and have a life of freedom that can be experienced in such a different way, can't it? Absolutely. So, that yeah. leads you to be a blessing to others, that leads you to be helpful to others and to meet their needs and so that they will be led to Christ and have an experience with, with him. And those who are having an ongoing experience with Christ, confessing their sins, seeking repentance, you know, overcoming sin through his power, then they will go to heaven and they will actually enjoy heaven. Why? Because it's just an extension of what they've already been doing mm. on earth. Mm. You would hate heaven if you don't like God if you do, like if you like if you don't like righteousness if you don't like if you love sin you would hate heaven like this is the reality of the situation heaven isn't oh man we get it's not a big theme park like mm. heaven it's going to be above and beyond anything, anything we can ever, ever see imagine or understand mm-hmm. like you know i i think you you brought up music before and i i love music music is one of my biggest hobbies and i look at how perfect we've brung music to like how perfectly we understand sound now and we've divided into notes and how we can put together a, a, a you know choirs and all of these different things to to sing at a level that is so perfect so on pitch so in tune so expansive it's like wow how could anything mm. top this like we've we've mathematically worked out how to make music harmonious yet the bible again says i has not seen nor ear has heard the things that are prepared in him like it is That's it. just the reality that we are living on an earth that is sin stained and the best that we can obtain is yes a relationship oh. with Jesus despite that sin which That's is That's it. That's it. And you and I have given God that chance and many yeah. so many millions of others have as well. Mm. And our lives have changed. We wouldn't change back to that hey. And so if there's if you're listening today and it's your first time that you're listening in or you're you you've tuned in several times but you haven't made a decision for Jesus Mm. we want to challenge you to give God a chance to let Mm. Jesus into your heart today and just say Jesus I want you I don't know how to do it but I just want to give you a chance and just do a little prayer talk to him as a friend and just let him in and we've been talking about you know what we what we give up for Christ and and it's interesting we saw Paul in writing as we read some of his his words yesterday when he says I account it all rubbish you know mm-hmm. like whether it's fame and glory and riches or it's trials and tribulations I count it all rubbish mm-hmm. uh, but then David has sent into the show this morning and he says we shouldn't consider what we give up but what Jesus gave up his oh, but amen. but that that's, Jesus that's gave it. up his life for us yeah. the reason why we can account all things is oh, it's rubbish you know it's just it's it's nothing because the sacrifice of Christ is worth so 
much more. And what comes with that sacrifice, you know, the the power of the Holy Spirit, what comes with that sacrifice, you know, the work of God in our lives, sanctification, and then Mm. eventually heaven. You know, I love that song, Side by Side. You know, Mm. heaven is our goal. Side by side saving, we stand. Yeah, side by side we stand, awaiting God's command, worshiping the saving king. Heaven is our goal and saving every soul. Mm-hmm. Um, pray that we all will be there. Like mm. it's really, again, we see Jesus as a, he is our, our savior who is meekly come down to earth and giving everything for us. But then he is our father, he is our priest, and he is our king that we get to spend the rest of eternity with. And there is nothing Nothing. Nothing. That compares that to that. That is worth that. Maybe we can play the song a little bit later in the show. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. And we are going to have our final quiz for today. Guys, this is your final opportunity. For the whole week. For the whole week <laughs> to get into the draw to win the days of Daniel. So really have those minds working and going. And I'm going to give you a little clue. Well, the clues. The board game's Days of Daniel. This question's about Daniel. So, so they're related to each other. It's really, you know, this is like the answer to this question is related to Daniel. It's got the word Daniel in it. I can see from across this, the table. You're going to read it for us. But guys, really like, like if you know about Daniel, you'll, you'll know this answer. You should know yep. this answer. That's right. According to the book of Daniel, a boastful king who had no regard for God, was made to look and behave like an animal. What is the name of the king who experienced this ordinary, extraordinary humiliation? So it's not the animal, it's actually the name of the king that yes. we're looking for. Because we've had lots of animal questions yes. this week, yes. and including one earlier, of course, our second question today. So, <laughs> yeah. So according to the book of Daniel, a boastful king who had no regard for God was made to look and behave like an animal. What is the name of the king who experienced this extraordinary humiliation? We've had lots of text messages coming in today. So, um, and they're already starting to roll in, I think, for this as well. <laughs> yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, 0491 Tell us who this king was, if you know the answer. Hey, you are listening to the Breakfast Show, and we are going to continue. We've been talking about Ephesians 1, talking about heaven. We've been talking about the blessings that God gives us, the power of Christ. Let's read those last couple of verses again in Ephesians. Do you want to pick it up for us? Where, where, where should we start? Do you know? Maybe I might pick it up from 20. 20? Yeah, 20, it kind of, even, though, even though we covered it, it kind yeah. of links in again with it. Sure. Which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age but also in that which is to come. And he put all things together, things under his feet, sorry, and mm. he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So here what mm. we find with Paul is actually is referring to the church um, as a body, mm. as Christ's body. Mm-hmm. You remember we talked a few days ago about the different symbolism that, that is actually used in the Bible with mm. that. And the body of Christ, um, the church is referred to as the body of Christ. Yeah. And when we talk about these principalities and powers that, you know, that are now under his feet because Christ has the power over, over mm. them. 
the church is actually closely identified with Christ and it's supplied by him with all its needs. In other words, it's also guaranteed victory over the mm. foe, over the over the enemies and over evil when we come to Christ. And we talked about that when we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, you know, evil and demons and things can can be banished. But that's the beautiful yeah. thing. He refers coming back to the church. Why do you feel the church is important? Why is church important for you? Oh, well, I I think that church is Simply like a church, true church, true unity amongst people can only be found in Christ. Amen. Or by, by living on Christ-centered principles. Now, like, I, I, I want to say that because, you know, maybe you're listening this morning, you're not a Christian, you're like, oh, well, my family loves each other, or, or my, you know, footy team is a cohesive, Coherent unit. Uh, I nearly said I said co- coercive, coercive, coherent. cohesive, I cohesive. Think what you're yeah, <laughs> coherent. Like cohesive. My uh, my sports team is a cohesive unit, or or maybe you know I think of the military and how like they like the military really functions on this whole idea of teamwork. And but it's like how well, what, how are those unit successful it's because of godly principles like mm. it it is because of unselfishness mm. first and foremost it's because of the want to put others needs before your own that's mm. how these teams and groups of people can actually unify together and these ideals do mm. not come from evolution or you know what can be observed in nature well let me say this. It can be observed in nature, but evolution's observation of nature where they say everything is competing with one another and whatnot. Yes, that is the curse of sin in our world. But what we do see in regards to the, the you know, a nature that is, um, you know, uh, working together, a cohesive unit that mm-hmm. is unselfish and, and benefiting the other person, and then particularly within human relationships as well, that those ideas, they must come from God. And, Absolutely. And when they are reflected in people, that is when we can see the true unity. Yeah. Uh, and I, But I think it's not just enough to have ideals because I think ideals always, you know, break down because, because no matter how good your ideals are, you will break them. You will mm-hmm. bend them. You know, we all know that it's wrong to do various many things, yet we do them anyway because we are sinful, broken people who fall short mm-hmm. of the glory of God every day. But it is, I think, a gift from God. It's through the power of Christ we actually can experience cohesion and unity absolutely and that unity and cohesiveness is such an important part and you're saying it can happen in games and other things because you've got to work together as Mm. a team hey when people try and do something on their own it can't really work i mean one's pulling one way and the rest of the team Mm. is is going the other but if we go to first corinthians chapter 12 it actually expands on that whole body that that we referred to there in ephesians of how christ is the head of the church um, which is his body. And so when we look at that in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, um, if I can pick it up from verse 12 a little bit mm. there, it talks about the university that we're meant to be one body, united mm. together with purpose, direction, um, love towards one another, um, but also still be diverse. So mm. you're not the same as I am. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? God's created you in different ways. You've got different gifts to me. But all of that has to come together in verse First uh, Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 reads this, For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members are of that one body, being many, are actually one bo- body, so also is Christ. That's why Christ has to be the head of the church and is the head of the church. 
Mm. In fact, if I can say this, some, you know, some may go, oh, true, you know, this is a new thing or whatever, but even the pastor of the church, he's not the head, he or she, he or she, I'll add there, Mm. (laughs) is not the head of the church. Christ is the head of the church. Mm. And it takes all members to... To, to be part of that. For by one spirit we were all baptized into the one body. And verse 14, for in fact the body is not one member, but many coming together. Verse 18, but now God has set the members, each one of them in the body just as he is pleased. 19, and if they were all one member, which one would be, which one would be the body? But now indeed there are many members, yet one body. So it keeps coming back to that whole one body, one mm. body, many members, many people. Mm. Diversity. Yeah, absolutely. And, I think uh, you brought up, you know, the pastoring and being a pastor. Dude, if the pastor is like the head of the church in in place of Christ, oh man, you are in trouble. Mm, You're they, in- they're the servant of God yeah. in that role, and in fact, they are a servant of the people. We're That's looking it. at a, a system them. that is not hierarchical in the sense mm. that the pastor is the one that receives the most privileges, but. Rather that the, the pastor is the one who has the biggest job to do. He's serving the people below him. Like, well, and displaying Christ because Christ came to serve and not to be served. Absolutely. And so for ministers, it is about that, that serving, serving around Christ is always yeah. the head of the church. Oh man. And it, honestly, that, that conversation, like people being the head of the church instead of Christ has led to Lots of problems. conflict. Mm. You could say the entire Dark Ages is based on that very thing. The entire Dark Ages is based on the violence and the evils of a church system in which Christ was not the head. Like, you, you could say that. But when we put Christ first, when, mm. Christ, when God is leading his church, it can truly grow, it can truly bless, and lives can truly be changed. And again, as we go back to that song, heaven is our goal, is saving every soul. <laughs> You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Morning, you're joined by Danuta and myself, and we've come to the time where, hey, we're about to give some answers, but what we really need to do, we've come to the time of the week where we spin that wheel, and we are going to have a winner. So let's go three, two, one. There we go. Okay, the wheel, it's spinning. It's We're going to have a winner. We're going to have a winner right here. (laughs) Here we go. And, oh, okay, so, so, (laughs) this is, I love this. So, we have a winner this morning, and their number is zero four. No, I'm not going to read it. I'm not going to read that. (laughs) Shell jumped a little bit. We have a winner this morning who answered the quizzes today and who we've put into the draw but has not responded to us in regards to, do we have their name? This person answered on Monday. Okay. We had two two phone numbers in that I didn't get names from them. Yeah. So, so yes. Yeah, so we've got. We have a mystery winner this we have morning. A mystery winner. Well, we're going to be getting on to them and making sure we can find them. But essentially, we have their number. They're in the draw because they answered questions correctly. How exciting! Yep. Hey. But we They've don't know listening. who they are. Yeah. So congratulations to whoever you are. You know, I've actually I've learned a new phrase from some of my Filipino friends. Um, I have a Filipino friend who works who used to work in a call center for eBay, and they call everyone mam- mam sir, which is like their ma'am and sir. 
They put it together and it's like, hello, ma'am, sir. Welcome to, you know, eBay customer service. And it's my new favorite word. Cause so you, you can, think our winner is a ma'am, sir. The, well, they're whoever, you know, we don't know who they are. So they're just ma'am, sir to us now. Wherever you are out there, if you've won this prize, well, we're going to text you and get on to you. I would read out your number on air, but that is a crime. So, uh, we're but not we going to do that. We can tell our listeners on Monday who uh, that is by their first name. Absolutely. Mm. But congratulations to our mystery winner this morning. And we promise this isn't me getting the prize. Okay, we probably haven't rigged the draw so that the hosts are getting it. And we don't want to tell you. No, there really is someone getting this prize. We just don't have their name and we'll get on to them. Hey, let's go through some of the answers for the questions for today. Okay, so in First Corinthians, Paul said he planted seeds, but who watered them? And the answer is... Apollos. Apollos, yes, of course. Not the spacecraft. No. <laughs> uh, not the Apollo 13 or 11 or any of those uh, ones that went to the moon, um, but rather, yeah, Apollos, the, the, the Greek Christian. That's right. Mm. And so in the, in the King James Version of the Bible, what magical animal do we read of in many verses? Mm. Is it A, fairy, B, unicorn, C, ogre, or D, Hobbit, and the answer is... Unicorn. Now, I watched a very insightful video about this, actually, and it was kind of people analysing and trying to understand what the unicorn was, and and it's because, originally, this like the unicorn shows up mostly in the, in, well, completely in the Old Testament, and the word there that's used in Hebrew basically describes a single-horned animal, mm. and it has been deduced that it was probably some kind of single-horned rhino. Rhino, that was Buffalo or, or wild ox or some, yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, yeah, it was just it was a big single horned animal. Um, and so yeah, we we don't know exactly what it was, but yeah, it's not a horse with mm. a. With and a if horse. you're wanting to know some of those, it's actually mentioned in a number of places. But just to give you some numbers: twenty three, verse twenty two; numbers twenty four, verse eight. Deuteronomy thirty three seventeen Job also covers it, and it's also in Psalms and Isaiah. Mm. So if you don't believe us, go in and check it in your Bible. <laughs> that next one for the fill in the blanks, it says, And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I rather glory in my weaknesses or weakness or infirmities um, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. What's the next one? Whose sons took bribes and perverted justice while being judges in Beersheba and the sons were Samuel's sons. Yeah. In but, fact, you put it into our Bible study briefly. I yeah, was like, ah, oh, you let it out. No, no, no. Well, I said, oh, we're now turning to the book of Samuel. I mean, the book of Ephesians. So, <laughs> That's right. But, uh, I, uh, yeah. You know, you I could, thought it was you're welcome. Welcome. I gave you're you a big welcome. smile, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, yeah, I noticed. Our last one is according to the book of Daniel, a boastful king who had no regard for God was made to look and behave like an animal. What is the name of the king who experienced this extraordinary humiliation? And the answer is, King Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah, absolutely. King Nebuchadnezzar, who was, again, our prize for this week is the Days of Daniel board mm. game who our mystery winner has received. And as I was saying that, you know, Daniel is one of the prominent figures. Well, Nebuchadnezzar is one of the prominent figures in the book mm. of Daniel. One of, I would say, you know, one of the main, well, the main character of Daniel is obviously Daniel, mm. but one of that main supporting cast. And he is just like, I think the most amazing thing about Nebuchadnezzar is the fact that one of the most powerful kings to have ever existed in history um, ended up being, yeah, just 
becoming a follower of God mm, who will be did. able to to meet in heaven and have a conversation with him asking what you know what was it like That's to it. what was it like to be crazy for 7 years <laughs> and to be a literal farm animal spend time with Jesus and remember to as you go through this weekend and into the next week to talk faith to live faith and to act faith and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ God be Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.